This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey there, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and cat lover. I love to have a lot of fun on this show talking about all things cat and talking about cats and cat diseases and cat problems. But you know what? I've found it's very interesting to also meet cat people. So today, I have a very interesting and fascinating guest with me, and he is called the Cat Copywriter, which is cool. So we're going to talk with Dan Reinhold about what it means to be the Cat Copywriter and all of the cool things that he does and what he wants to share with us about his cat history or catstery. And so we'll be right back with Dan. Molly, here's your dinner. (laughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. And as I told you, I have with me the cat copywriter, Dan Reinhold. Hi, Dan. Hello, Dr. Cat. So I want to learn everything about you. And so um, no, you hope you're ready. <laughs> hope you're ready. So the first thing that I want to know, though, is how did, how did you get to be a cat person? Well, I didn't become a cat person as early as um, many people do. I didn't uh, have the opportunity to have a lifelong love of them because my mother hated them, the passion. So I just assumed I did, too. I mean, there was no interaction with cats. I never saw a cat to speak of unless I went to someone's house that actually had one. Uh, it wasn't until uh, I was 29, actually, and uh, in college, I came home from uh, my summer job one afternoon and uh, heard this strange sound, and the apartment was empty. My roommate wasn't there. I looked around and I came across this uh, cardboard box sitting on the kitchen floor, and I opened it up, and inside there was this small black fuzzball with these little scrawny, wobbly little legs, making more noise than I would have thought something his size could do. And I looked at him for a minute, and he looked at me, still mewing, of course, and I thought, a cat. Wait a minute, I have a cat. I don't like cats. Do I? <laughs> what do I do with him? So uh, the fortunate thing for both of us is that we had a, a full three months alone together. My roommate had left him to provide me company and moved back home, and she left me a little note to that effect. So we had a solid three months together, 
And, uh, you know, I really came to love little Dickinson. He really came to love me. And uh, from there on out, we had uh, 10 wonderful years together, which was a lot less than I would have preferred. And that's how I came to be a cat person. It only takes one. That is so true. It only takes one. So maybe your mom just didn't have the chance to to have a special cat in, in her life. So much like me, it sounds like I sort of had things happen that led me down the path that I'm on, you know, along the way. And I look back and I go, you know, that's why this happened. So maybe your roommate really started you on a path. So tell me about being the cat copywriter. Ah, being the cat copywriter. Well, initially, I started out as uh, your ordinary run-of-the-mill pet copywriter for the pet industry. It started to dawn on me that uh, it really seemed as though the pet industry was just another name for the dog industry. I've had dogs. I've had several dogs since I was a a kid, actually. But since uh, my first, Spooky, it's been straight on through for over 30 years. So I realized I'd really rather be writing about cats and helping online cat businesses to satisfy every need and desire of cats. As you can see, my little friend up here, uh, Captain Cuddles, he's fond of money. Actually, he's fond of his family's money. And he'd rather they spend it on him than these frivolous things like mortgages and bills and whatnot. Right. Well, cats, you know, they know how important they really are. So um, they do. <laughs> Strong sense of self worth, cats have, boy, let me tell you. <laughs> Absolutely. So, tell me every day. Yeah. You kind of started, you were a writer and you saw a need for specific cat content, which of course is kind of why this show exists. So, um, so that's very interesting. What, tell me what you do. Like, some specific places where we could see your work or or a specific project you've done that you like a lot? Not in particular. One is currently paused as business. The other one I'm I'm helping get uh, started with their setup and I'm not <laughs> really allowed to say much of anything about. What I do is help online cat businesses with everything to do with their online presence and state of their website. Many business owners don't have the time or the inclination to deal with any of that, uh, nor do they really want to. They just want someone to give them a hand with making sure that it performs properly and is efficient and actually encourages customers through the site to make purchases. So that's where I come in. My specialty is to do a comprehensive website content evaluation to assess the performance of the site, its efficiency, and its uh, customer experience. So as long as customers have a, a smooth, frictionless experience, are able to find what they're after and get it and be satisfied, they'll come back and they'll tell the people the same. Go to the site. These, these guys were great. They treated me nicely. And I'd had no problems whatsoever because the, uh, the fact of the matter is 88% of people who land on a uh, e-commerce or, or business site will leave. If they have any issue whatsoever, anything does not go right. They just say, well, oh, that's fine. I'll go to another place. I'll go somewhere else. And but they're lost forever. Options. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think is the most challenging need for cats? I know what I think it is, but I bet you think it's the same. What do you think? I genuinely believe it is the need for regular ongoing preventive health care, specifically, and most importantly, a comprehensive annual physical examination on uh, a regular basis to 
properly track the cat's health, uh, development of any conditions, any problems that may come up, early indicators of diabetes, let's say, or all of that. The reason for that is that 56% of household cats in the U.S. do not receive a comprehensive annual physical examination, blood work, updated vaccinations, so on and so forth. That's a real problem because cats, being cats, don't show what's going on with them. Consider the situation of the, of the cats back in the wild. They are smack dab in the middle of the food chain. There are lots of little creatures they could eat underneath their spot, but there are lots of others waiting to eat them as the chain went up. So they learn to hide it all and they don't show it to us until it's reached a, a critical point or it's even gone too far to save them. I agree completely. Becoming educated about what our cats are trying to communicate with us has kind of been part of the mission of this show. And, and that is sort of why I wanted to have you come and talk with us because you are familiar with a lot of cat businesses and you have a unique ability to kind of network all of us cat lovers into things that might could help us be better cat owners. So um, yes, cats are nonverbal, of course, and they do try to hide illness. Illness, and they need regular preventive care. So people think, oh, my cat, you know, he never goes outside. He seems fine. But you agree then that they could be hiding something and, and they need to see people like me, right? Oh, yeah, they both certainly do. Well, fortunately, the general mindset among people who do have cats is shifting, perhaps not as quickly as I'd like it to, but it is from considering them property to considering them family members. As property in the, the old days, like when I was a, a kid, your pet became sick or injured or that sort of thing. There was really no thought to, well, oh, Jesus is going to cost this much money to do this. Let's get it done. It was uh, basically, well, oh, okay, it's just a cat. It's just a dog. Let's put it down. That's just as far as it's, it's going to go. So that uh, was the prevailing attitude. And now, fortunately, that's turning around to where they're more valued and appreciated, especially in, in the past year with the pandemic, because people were with them so much more and learned to uh, appreciate them that much better. Yeah, I agree. That was one of the positive things to come out of this entire pandemic is that people became more tuned into their pets and realized that in the absence of other people, we still had our pets. And so that was like a, I don't know, silver lining maybe. All right. So I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you some personal questions about your own cats and your own cat love. Um, but first, we're going to take a quick message. So we'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There's no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>
Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. So Dan Reinhold and I are talking about all things cat and how he became the cat copywriter. And I promised that I would put him on the spot, but I want to know, Dan, do you have a cat now? No, I have three. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Can you tell us about them? Well, let's see how many are here right now. Okay. My slightly wacky, formerly feral boy and uh, one of my two 14-year-old sisters are lying uh, here beside me, sleeping as usual. God, what a life to be a cat. Um, and they've got some interesting history. My uh, my two girls, as I said, are, are 14 going on, on 15, if they're not 15 already, for that matter. We came across from a friend who knew somebody else who was a breeder and said that these kittens that they couldn't keep because they didn't meet breeding standards. So basically, we're told either someone takes them, promises not to breed them, promises to get them spayed or, or neutered right away, or they would need to be destroyed because they wouldn't meet standards. And so we, uh, we took them in when they were very young kittens and uh, raised them from that point. And uh, one's a rag doll. She's always been my uh, my special girl. And in fact, she would run and jump into my, my lap from a, uh, across the room if I just motioned her over. And she would just gladly just sit in my lap and, and purr while I, I petted her. And the other one's a little princess, basically. If uh, <laughs> we had a crown to fit her, she'd be wearing one. My boy, my tuxedo boy, uh, and his name is Tuxie, came to us from someone who had basically trapped him from coming up under their porch where they would leave food out for him. And they managed to uh, trap him humanely and bring him in. Unfortunately, they had dogs uh, and they had big dogs. So this poor guy was kept in a, in a room, isolated from them and not socialized quite as, uh, as well as, as he, he should have been. I mean, they did what they could, I'm sure. Um, that stood. So when we first got him and brought him home, he didn't know what to do. And he was bouncing off the walls, uh, attacking the other two and not really fond of us approaching him either. And now, a couple of years later, he's almost ready to be uh, more of a snuggle puss. If I'm um, sitting on the, the couch, he'll actually jump up on the couch beside me and start to walk onto my lap of his own accord. That's so awesome. all the effort to, uh, to socialize him and desensitize him for those years has been more than worth it because he's making wonderful progress. Awesome. That is such good news. Well, I know that there are some controversial issues in the cat world, and you had indicated to me that you might be okay to discuss some of these, but you don't even know what my opinion about these things are. But what about declawing? What is your opinion of declawing in cats? Declawing is nothing more than mutilation. It's just wrong. The equivalent, as you would know, declawing is to lose your first knuckle, every finger, including your thumb. Imagine finding yourself in that situation and having to function that way. Uh, Not only your fingers, but the first knuckle of your toes as well. And the effect it would have on your life overall. For cats, whether it's the front paws being declawed or the rear paws being declawed as well, creates serious serious problems for cats. It's a very painful situation because they're no longer to walk, able to walk properly. But the, there's also the drastic nerve damage, the possibility of uh, bone spurs remaining in the wounds that heal over and creating issues there. The fact that they're not able to carry their weight properly because of this situation. And that creates 
other problems within them. And it's just plain wrong. And it's something that's still legal in the United States. Many states have banned it, but not all of them. However, there are dozens of countries around the world that have banned it outright and said, nope, no way. Don't do that. That's inhumane. That's cruel. That's wrong. That's not the way to go. Well, so it would be interesting and dramatic if I said that I did not agree with you and we could argue, but I totally agree with you. And and I do not perform that procedure. And fortunately, I work at a fear-free certified animal hospital. And the fear-free organization has banned that practice for all of their certified clinics. So not only do I not do them, and I haven't for years and years, but no other fear-free certified clinic will in the future be doing those. So we're definitely making changes in the right direction. But I 100% agree too bad we can't find something to argue about, you know, just for the sake of media, right? But but no, I agree with you on that. I'm just too darn agreeable, I guess, Kat. I know. Gosh, we work on that. So, so what do you think the value of cat-related people and cat-related businesses, what do you think the value of us communicating and banding together would be? Oh, boy. It would positively affect so many areas. As it stands right now, many uh, cat businesses, including my own, donate to cat nonprofits and help support the work that they do, whether they be a trap, neuter, release operation, animal rescue, a shelter, an organization conducting research, what have you. But it would also help with a lot of the messaging that's vital to the well-being of cats, such as the ongoing preventative health care for them, getting the word out more about declawing, banding together to communicate with each other, talk to each other, learn how to help one another, because the situation is right now that cats are winning. Cats have pulled ahead in the pet industry in terms of numbers per household and revenue share. They are ahead of dogs. And with that development, after years of being considered the second class, I suppose, they've grown into more of their own. There's more research for them. Companies like Base Paws, amazing company. Anna Skaya is just a, a force of nature and what she's brought to reality for that company as far as you know, the value of products in diagnostics and uh, continued cat health. Others like Dr. Liz Bales of uh, oh, I love Dr. Her. Phoebe's. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. Yeah, we're on an editorial advisory board together, so I get to talk to her a lot. She's awesome. Oh, lucky you. Yeah, she's been on the show, and and yeah, she's she's pretty cool. You know a lot of cool cat people. I try to. I just want to say, you know, cats rule and dogs drool, right? <laughs> well, cats rule at least. Dogs <laughs> might drool. Some dogs drool. I'm so likely to drool. And I'm, I'm enough of a, a, a kook about this that uh, I was the first non-veterinary person to take and pass the first two levels of the American Association of Feline Practitioners certifications. Um, sometimes I think I'd like to take a shot at the, the, the veterinarian certification, but I'd probably push, be pushing my luck. Well, you know, the fear free certification, they have um, they have a certification for non-veterinary professionals. Now, I don't know where that stands, but certainly um, since I wrote some of those modules, I may not be objective. But um, yeah. So what so what if my listeners suddenly feel inspired or have a cat business and they want to to find you? Can you tell us how we get you? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn under Dan A. Reinhold or 
probably could just type in cat copywriter and I'd pop up. My website is copyforcats.com. I apologize in advance. It's a bit of a mess right now because I, well, I'm drastically in need of an update and I'm not uh, a really a a techie type. (laughs) So well, I love that. I mean, I, I do follow you on LinkedIn and I watch a lot of your things and um, I love your posts. And I think that my listeners would also like to to try to find you. So again, that's Dan A. Reinhold or Cat Copywriter if you just want to you know Google him or what have you. But it's been really fun to talk to you. I'm, I'm really glad that I found you on LinkedIn and started to see some of the things that you are talking about because, gosh, I agree with you a lot. Thank you. I so, and that. thanks, th- thanks for taking the time to to come on the show today. I just like to mention, I also have the uh, Cat Business Professionals Networking Group on LinkedIn that is uh, starting to pick up steam, and we're going to be doing a lot more with that. Just this past May, I realized there were no cat holidays during the month of May. So, uh, being who I am, I decided I would declare May to be National Cat Business Day. So now it is. Apparently, there's no official way to do this. these things. You just sort of stand up and say, I want this. So it's a cat holiday? No, there were no uh, cat holidays or observances or anything in the month of May. Well, now we need one. Yeah. So, so. so now we have National <laughs> Cat Business Month. Unfortunately, Excellent. I thought it after the start of the month, so I didn't get as far with it this year <laughs> as I would have liked to, but... Next year. Forward to next year. Next year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It was really fun to talk to you and learn a little bit about you and what you do and why you think it's important and how to find you. So, um, and of course, I, I'm always grateful for my wonderful producer, Mark Winter, here on Pet Life Radio, who helps make Nine Lives with Dr. Cat happen and be as much fun as it is. And I want all of my listeners to go out and have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.